turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. And as I was uh, preparing for this program, uh, as is my habit, I was reading from the American Minute. These are notable events of American significant, remembered on the date that they occurred by my friend Bill Federer. And he writes for December 28th, and this is going to have a perspective here in just a moment, because it has to do with persecution, and most notably, Christian persecution. And in the American Minute for today, Bill Federer writes, and I quote, Armenia was the first nation to become Christian during Roman times. They called its capital of Ani the city of 1,001 churches. But beginning in 1071 AD, Muslim Turks invaded Armenia, making Christians what became known as second-class citizens called Demi, forcing boys to convert to Islam and serve in the Muslim army as what was called Janissaries. When the Ottoman Empire declined in the 1880s, Greeks, Serbs, and Romanians won independence. But Armenia was trapped by Sultan Abdul Hamid, who killed 100,000 Armenian Christians. During World War I, three generals called the Young Turks killed over a million men, women, and children, marching them into deserts or over cliffs or burning them alive. Armenian cities of Karpert, Van, and Ani were leveled. Russia came to their aid till the Bolshevik Revolution began. Armenia's pleas at the 1919 Paris Peace Conference led President Woodrow Wilson in a failed effort to make Armenia a United States protectorate. Woodrow Wilson, who was born on December 28, 1856, told Congress on May 24, 1920, think about this, this is over, uh, just over 100 years ago, quote, The Senate Committee on Foreign Relations has established the truth of the reported massacres and other atrocities from which the Armenian people have suffered. Sympathy for Armenia among our people has sprung from untainted consciences, pure Christian faith, and an earnest desire to see Christian people everywhere succored, that means comforted, in their time of suffering. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because here we are 100 years later. And the headline, 
at ChristianHeadlines.com. Release International. Christian persecution will increase. Where? In China and India in 2021. It's been, uh, this is uh, by uh, Milton Quintanilla, who's a contributor for Christian Headlines, who is getting the information from a report from uh, Release International. And Release International is a Christian watchdog organization for persecuted Christians worldwide. They've prepared a report, which I'll look at a little bit later, but according to Premier Christian News, Release International, their CEO, Paul Robinson, explained in a statement that that organization partners noted that attacks are on the rise under communism in China, Islam in Iran, and Malaysia, and under militant Hinduism in India. Now, I want you to pause and think about this in the story, because whether the attacks are coming from atheistic communism in China, monotheistic Islam in Iran, militant polytheism from India, there's a clash, a clash of worldviews, a clash of looking at reality and trying to understand how we think about the world in which we're living in. Now, The Release International report found that China has silenced the international community because of increased dependence on trade. They wrote the government of President Xi Jinping is increasing its cleanup of anything that does not advance the communist agenda. They appear to believe that that they can achieve this by systematic opposition, unquote. That's from the statement. The statement went on and said Chinese authorities have bought freedom from censure due to trade with China. Many countries now regard this trade as essential to their own economies, the statement continued. Release partner Bob Fu of China Aid explained that Chinese government has exploited the COVID-19 pandemic in order to further push the crackdown against Christian churches. In other words, when we look at this coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's proving to be an unprecedented (laughs) opportunity to pile on to Christian persecution around the world. Fu, who has helped Advocate for persecuted Christians in China has faced bomb threats against him and his family and has sought police protection. Nevertheless, he asserted that China AIDS efforts are going to continue. And the report also found that Christians in India will face increased persecution in 2021 due to an increased growth in Hindu nationalism. And again, as we think about both the pandemic and persecution, we have opportunities. We have opportunities to see clear evidence of boldness and courage and trust in God of Christians who are under pressure around the world. And what I'm going to suggest to you 
is that there is going to be a growing necessity for boldness, courage, and trust by Christians in 2021. And uh, whether people are willing to admit it or not, persecution is thriving in communist China. And like I said earlier, China has brought, has managed to purchase the silence of the international community through increased dependence on trade um, and release international's partners warn, quote, like I said in the earlier segment, that the government of President Xi Jinping is increasing its cleanup of anything that doesn't advance the communist agenda. They appear to believe that they can achieve this by systematic opposition and tough new laws controlling religion have already been imposed in China. Non-registered churches have been raided and closed down in 2020. And there's an increasing number of registered churches, which were called the three self churches that have been made to install CCTV cameras and put up posters proclaiming, communist ideals and beliefs. And according to Release International's partners, the Chinese authorities have bought freedom from censure due to trade with China. And many countries, again, regard trade with China as essential to their own economy. And so um, in common with a number of persecuting nations, China has been exploiting the COVID-19 pandemic as an opportunity to tighten restrictions on underground believers. Now you might be thinking a government, a government wouldn't use a pandemic in order to pursue its own ideological concerns. Would they? (laughs) So as we look around the world, um, there's other countries that are under persecution like Malaysia. Uh, Release International is petitioning the Malaysian government to release a certain pastor, Raymond Koh, who was abducted off the street in a military-style operation. Malaysian Christians from a Muslim background have experienced the sharpest persecution. In other words, in Malaysia, if you are a former Muslim who converts to Christianity, you become a target. And of course, as we look around the world um, and we look at Iran and we've talked a little bit about this bittersweet situation in Iran, the church is growing. There are increasing number of Christians who have who confessed faith in Christ and they've been able to avoid government surveillance by meeting Online now, you would think here you would think that meeting online would be one of the riskiest places to go. So it, it's interesting to me to ask and answer that question: Is it safe to meet online, or does it present an opportunity for greater persecution? Now. That's an interesting technological question as more and more people are going online. 
I wonder if there are going to be safety protocols for isolated meetings. Um, the pressure on Christians in Iran are likely to continue. My friend Joel Rosenberg has a uh, um, a news site called All Israel News and All Arab News, and we're hoping that he's going to keep us informed in some of the news that's going on in those particular places. So there's some great, great sources of information if you'd like to know what's going on in the church, in the world. All Israel News, all um, Arab News, it's published by Joel Rosenberg, and you can find it at allisraelnews.com and allarabnews.com. But if you'd like to join me, it's 303 873 I suspect that there's going to be a continuing exodus of Christians from the Middle East as they leave Iran and they go to other places. Pakistan is another Islamic nation where where persecution is a major concern for the upcoming year in 2021. Um, Release partners say that the blasphemy laws continue to be wisely abused and misused against Christians and other minorities to settle personal scores. So this is an interesting little dilemma. It isn't just simply government persecution. It's social persecution and even community persecution. And so the Christian community is facing abduction, rape, enforced conversion and marriage of Christian girls. And in Egypt, there's um, a growing problem. Egypt has long been the home to the largest Christian population in the Arab world. Again, it's Christians from a Muslim background who bear the brunt of persecution. When you convert To Christianity, you face expulsion, ridicule, isolation from your family, divorce, estrangement from your children, loss of employment. Other countries that we're concerned about include Nigeria and India. Now, I've kept my eye on India since the mid-80s. In India... Christians and other minorities fear religious persecution and intolerance, that it's going to continue to grow. There's a rising wave of Hindu nationalism in India. And Hindu extremists attack churches and individual believers throughout 2020. And according to India's version of Alliance Defending Freedom, Christians suffered over 200-plus incidents of religiously motivated violence during the first 10 months of 2020, compared to 218 in the same uh, period of time in 2019. A lot of the attacks were by vigilante mobs. In September 2020, Hindu extremists incited mobs of up to 3,000 people to attack Christians in three different villages in one particular state in India. And so, again, um, there is a growing concern 
that even a return to normalcy is still going to create some huge problems for Christians all around the world. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.